Welcome back to the Tired of Talent podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Reynolds, and I'm sitting here with regional vice president at Titus Talent, Ben White. It's good to have you here on the show. Hey, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Happy to be here. <laughs> um, how long have we known each other? Uh, you know, it's, this is an easy one for me to remember because it's uh, my wedding anniversary is when you messaged me. So uh, like right. seven, seven years and a quarter. And then when did you, when did you join? Uh, it'll be seven years tomorrow. That is why I brought you here. Yeah, good. Happy seventh anniversary, <laughs> Ben you. White. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, so, okay. One of the things we talk about the, on the podcast is attract, attracting talent, hiring yeah. people, engaging them, retaining them, developing them. Yeah. All of that kind of the, the talent journey. Totally. We talk about Titus all the time. Like it's like a bus. Some people are on here for a long time. Some people are a shorter time. Seven years for you. I mean, that's a long time. Yeah. Twice yeah. or more than twice the industry standard or not even the industry, but just employment. Uh, yeah. People stay in a company for a couple of years, yeah. two to three years. So you're, you're crushing it on that which I feel really, really thankful for because you're an amazing leader here at Titus and uh, one that many people look up to. Um, tell us about your little journey with us here. Like what gets you, what gets you to stay? Yeah. You know, it's funny because if you had asked me seven years ago, I would have said it's probably about twice the amount of time I would have been here too. Like just candidly, yeah. right? Like I'm a millennial. So yeah. my, my thing is, okay, get in, gain the experience, leverage that for the next opportunity. But yeah. there's, um, there's probably a few things that keep me here. Um, but the thing that I like the most probably is the ability to create yeah. and that, uh, you know, if you put in work and you make an impact, like you can grow so you yeah. can control that. I was at previous employers where it didn't matter how good you did. Mm -hmm. Like the next seat was virtually unobtainable. There was really? nothing and there was no bridges to get into different places. So whether you were an A player or a B player or a C player, as long as you weren't a D player, it was somewhat irrelevant. Um, and How inspiring. A, yeah, so it's maddening. It's a maddening <laughs> place to be. So for me, that and the culture is great. The flexibility is great. Leadership's great. All that is great. But the ability to make an impact and then see your ability to continue making a larger impact upon yeah. that is probably what keeps me. That's, uh, that's cool. Um, cause I mean, I would say that very much, that's how I would describe you as somebody who's, you're quite creative when it comes to how you lead. Yeah. It's not like, well, give me the manual. How do you want you to do this? Like you, you, you write the manual for yourself. Like, here, yeah. I'm going to do this. Here, I'm going to do this. I'm going to create this. I'm going to, uh, you know, how you manage, how you lead, how you inspire people, how you develop them. Um, that is something that I would say you're, you know, very much, uh, a pioneer in for us yeah. and other leaders in the company go, God, show me your stuff. And you first of all, you're like, wait, hold on a second. I'm not showing you my, my secret yeah. stuff here. Yeah. Then, uh, you know, opening up your playbook, um, to other, other leaders who are actually modeling certain things off of what you've done. I think it's awesome. Yeah. Um, and I feel really, really thankful and proud of you for, for some of those things. When you look back on the last seven years, yeah. what would be one thing that you are most proud of as far as you're creating the playbook, as you say? Yeah. Um, you know, most proud is probably the way the leaders under me lead, yeah. right? Like if I was to look back and just be like, wow, the, the leaders I've been able to surround myself with yeah. and then watching them, um, watching them take care of their people yeah. and watching them elevate their game and yep. explore new things. I think that's probably what I'm most proudest of either that or, you know, right around six, almost seven years ago now, six and a half 
starting this team yeah. with like me and like one other person. Yeah. And now it's a large team. It like, and, and watching that, that's probably yeah. basically creating this region out of nowhere to a degree. Totally, now it's yeah. its own thing. And yeah. that's kind of cool. I mean, I remember, I remember sitting actually in this office. I was sitting in the in that corner room yeah. on the phone with you, um, and you're like, "I want to know exactly what this roadmap's going to look like." You're like, "Okay, when would I get this point? When would I get promoted yeah. here? What will this look like? How would I get to this point?" And like, you wanted dates, you wanted timelines, and I was like, "Oh, you put me in a, you know, I, I don't know how to answer this one." I'm yeah. like, "If you do it." And you prove it, you know, the path will be there for you. And yeah. it was like, you know, some some ambiguity of some like trying to yeah. woo you into believing that there was a there was an opportunity here for you. Yeah. Well, and some I will be honest now, seven, seven years forward, yeah. like some of that, like, hey, you need dates and you need roadmaps would be my better half. <laughs> who is a lot better at details than me going, well, what would be the plan? What's the long-term plan then? What's step <laughs> two, three, and four? I'm if like, I would have known, I would have called her up. I'm <laughs> like, all right, tell me what you want to know. Yeah. I'm like, I'm tired of being the middleman. I'm just going to get Jonathan and Veli on the phone and have you guys hammer it out. Let me know what you guys come to a conclusion with. Um, yeah, no, I, um, but I, I still remember you saying to me, Yes, there is an opportunity here, but you have to come in, prove you can recruit. Yeah. And I felt, okay, I feel pretty confident about that. And then also win the hearts of the people. Yeah. Um, which I just think is such an interesting way to like welcome someone in the organization. And like, that's an end goal. It's like, yeah. you have to be good at this, but you also have to, you have to make it so that people believe in you mm-hmm. and that you're the right person for this. And I think sometimes that's assumed, but I, I like the way that you, you said it. It's yeah. kind of interesting. Well, I think leadership is influence and we can gain influence or we can lose it by our character, by the things we do, the things we say or the things we don't do and things we don't say. And you can't please everyone, you know, it's, that's another part as well. I think we're all, we're humans. We fail. I mean, like I got, I got some major failings in my life. Um, and I would dread to, you know, it's not like I come on this podcast to talk about them, but, um, but it's like, oh my gosh, you know, like trying to figure out how to how to navigate leadership and and keep people who you want to lead yeah. keep their influence and win their hearts and uh again yeah I think that's something you've you've done really well we can't do it with everyone and we're not going to get everybody to like uh be you know hook line and sinker following sure. us um but um ideal team player Lencioni Lencioni talks all about it in the ideal team player book yeah. but what it, what would be Ben White's ideal team player uh, description, uh, put you on the spot here. Yeah. If you're looking for leaders on your team, what do you, what characteristics, values, things like that are you looking for? Yeah. Well, and I love that book by the way. Mm-hmm. And I have like for every interview I've done since I've been here, probably for the last five years, I've asked two of his questions. Yeah. I mean, I always ask how hard did you work as a teenager? Um, what annoys you about people and how do you deal with them? Yeah. Um, I think there's like, oh, yeah, how do you handle giving and receiving apologies? And like, I know that in the interview, people aren't expecting that. Like, they yeah. came into an interview, but like, talk about my recruiting experience. And I'm like, how do you say sorry? Yeah. And they're like, what? Um, so I said, but for, for me, um, I look for hardworking. Yeah. I want people who are motivated and driven. Yeah. And I want good teammates. I want people who can compete with you, but be genuinely happy. For you to succeed. Yes. Um, so come th- on. those are really important to me because I think as a leader, you need to choose the right people. Yep. You need to equip them. And then you need to create an environment in which they want to stay. And if you don't have good teammates, it is going to be really hard to create an environment <laughs> in which people want to stay. Like virtually yep. impossible because you could do all the right things. 
but you have a couple people who are just really poor teammates by whatever your yeah. definition is, it's going to complicate your life as a leader. So. Well, I will just endorse you publicly on here as I uh, reached out to some of your team members and I've yeah. asked them, hey, would you consider doing this? Would you Different things in our company over time, yeah. over the last year. Um, multiple times, people say, I wouldn't leave Ben White. Yeah. I'm not leaving wow. his leadership. Um, and and then multiple uh, layers down that as well for some of your direct reports. Yeah. Their direct reports, I'm like, hey, would you want to come and do this? Would you want to explore this? Would you want to apply for this position internally? Yeah. And the result, the, you know, the response was, no, I'm not leaving so-and-so who reports yeah. to you. I'm like, golly, this goes deep, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this deep, this depth of culture, uh, you know, sort of subculture or a depth yeah. of loyalty depth of commitment to what, what's what's uh, what you guys are doing there. And uh, I know it's a part of the whole big picture as well. It's not like it's a separate yeah, company. But sure. I'm like, oh, man, do I feel proud of that it's – I think many leaders struggle to replicate or duplicate to multiple layers. Yeah. Um, and that is something that if you can, as you say, take those values and actually pass them through – your the sort of sub organization of what you're leading amazing amazing what would you say is advice to somebody who goes they're listening to that and they're like i i don't do that very well how do i get better at this at creating an environment people want to exist in like multiple layers down where people say like your direct report say i wouldn't leave ben their yeah. direct report yeah, say yeah, yeah, yeah. i wouldn't leave derek or tiffany or whatever you know yeah their report saying i wouldn't leave this person like yeah that is amazing yeah. Yeah, that's hard. There, there's not like a, hey, here's here's a line or two. And if you, you do these things, you could do that. But I yeah. think it starts with like choosing the right people um, because leading is hard. Not everybody wants to be a leader. Mm -hmm. Some people are willing to step into the seat without actually having a passion for it. And I think that's step one is you like yeah. need people who genuinely care about it and care yeah. about their people. Like, yeah. Because I think without that, you're not going to, there's no hope in getting that loyalty. So I think, you know, I think it's, that's a huge part of it is, is choosing the right people and, mm -hmm. and again, kind of a, equipping them. And, um, it's hard. It's hard. I think it would be hard to redo and do all over again. Yeah. Fun, but like it would be challenging. It's probably a lot that goes into it. It's totally. Not a great well, if you were to start over <laughs> yeah. again, I bet you'd be thinking real hard about what was it I did that was the secret sauce. Here? What are the ingredients? Yeah. Um, to get me to where, you know, that got me to where I was at. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, what if we reverse it? What are some of the things that you see in the non-ideal team player that yeah. maybe you're interviewing or people who, oh, I'm gonna say who are no longer with you, um, yeah. but you're like, that's something that I do not appreciate. And if I could weed that out faster than you know anything, what would it be? Yeah. Well, in in some in some ways, I I already have like for me reverse done that because I've looked at him like okay. Great teammates are a must. Yeah. Because I, I feel like I, I personally experienced that a little bit. And when, like, you have teammates who are not good teammates, like, you just go, okay, not again. Can't, can't do that again. And I think that can manifest itself in different ways depending on the person. Yeah. So it could be hard to spot. But, you know, when, when you see people making it all about themselves, for example, yeah. and, like, wanting to, like, pick themselves up when this opportunity to recognize somebody else, like, that's a little thing. Yeah. But, I mean, that's a symptom. Right. And yep. there's probably a whole lot more you're not seeing in that moment. Yeah. But that is certainly symptomatic of that type of behavior, in my opinion. Yeah, that's interesting. Something like I've as I look in on your your team and watch how you interact and how you set um, kind of tones and culture. 
around, yeah. I mean, celebration is yeah. really big, celebrating one another's wins. I know it's one of our definitions of one of our core yeah. values as a company, but like you do this really well of celebrating one another's wins yeah. um, and without reveling in their losses. We talk about that. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Like when you see your competition fail or trip up or make a mistake, it's like, it's hard not to be like, yes, yeah, yeah. it's my competition. Right. You would not want to be on a team even right. though you're competing against one another because there's a right. high drive. Totally. But you wouldn't, you wouldn't want that on your team. And I see you created that environment where everyone's just cheering one another on all the time. Yeah. I, incredibly well. Like, what, yeah. like, how did you create that? Yeah, well, it's, it's a balance too because I think it's really important to create some level of competition Yeah. because you're going to bring out the best in people. But I think if you go too far to the right, then you, you create adversaries yeah. and create people who feel like they can only get up by pulling each other down. Yes. Whereas what you ideally want is people competing, getting the best out of each other and then yeah. having a real time knowledge sharing. Yeah. So it's like, this is what allowed me to do this. And then other people can incorporate that yeah. so they can continue to compete, but they're elevating each other the entire time. Yep. So some of it comes down to choosing the right people again, because yep. it takes a special person to want to beat someone, but then say, Hey, here's, here's what I did. You should yeah. also do this and yeah. then like risk that person pulling ahead of you. I think there's, I think there's that, but you have to be careful with the levers you pull because if you gamify it too hard, you are going to create that environment. And mm -hmm. that's something I'm always cognizant of because, you know, you have these four different subgroups on a team and I do want them motivating each other, yeah. but I also want them to like each other. <laughs> so yeah. like, that's important. That too. is, that is tough. I yeah. mean, you, yeah. you are incredibly competitive as an individual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like sickly. So yeah. Sometimes. Um, how do you, when you know that you are not winning? Yeah. Cause I've seen you in certain categories and areas yeah. where you're like, I'm not winning. And I can see how it drives you nuts. Yeah. How do you ensure that you don't quit? Yeah. Well, I think you have to view things with a very realistic lens because yeah. if you're in a game where it's impossible to win, you really yeah. can't be that mad at yourself. Then right. you have to be like, am I doing the best I can? Ah. Like, am I competing against myself in a way that right. here's what's realistic? Am I doing as good or better than that? Yeah. There's some things where you can't win in the moment. Right. But if you're getting better, if you yeah. emerge from whatever time duration that is, a better version yeah. of yourself, you're still finding a way to win. Um, yeah. so I think for me, it's just an eye on continuous improvement. I want to win everything that I'm in, but if I, guess, I know I can't, I need to improve. I, get, I mean, you're, you've run marathons. Yeah. Um, do you go into that marathon thinking you're going to come number one? No, no. So this is a good, this is a good parallel, right? Yes. You're like, okay. Yeah. But you're trying to be your best time. Absolutely. Yeah. Like you are going to, that's, that's what your number is, right? Your best time. Right. Or better than my best time, right? Like I'll oh, set better, a goal yeah, yeah. and be like, okay, here's yeah. where I want to get. Beat my best time. Or, yeah. or the person who you roped into running with you and you want to beat them too. You know what? I don't think I've ever beat a person I've roped into running. We cross at the exact same time. Really? Yeah. Like uh, John Melendra's on my yeah. team. By most accounts, I am significantly faster than John. But we finished the half marathon at the exact same time. Can we cut that time. from the podcast? We wouldn't want that on here. <laughs> ben wants it on here, but we're going to cut it out. Maybe about 1.5 times as fast as John. So just edit that in. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it was very similar. Yeah. Okay. So why was it important to you to run over the finish line with somebody that you knew you believed yeah. you could totally destroy one and a half times the speed? Like yeah. why, why was that important to you? <laughs> yeah, no. And uh, John knows I'm kidding, but I, I don't know. It's like, that's a moment in time yeah. where it's like, 
me and my friend will accomplish something right. significant. Yeah. And it's John has never run a half marathon before. Yeah. He will never run one again. And in that moment, I think it would make me a pretty lousy friend to care. Like I'm going to cross like a half a second in front of him yeah. instead of, Hey, we did this together. Yeah. Um, that's beautiful. I love that's, that. Yeah. So, I mean, it was a huge accomplishment for him. His leg was like given out on him for like the last three miles. Um, so yeah, that was just fun. I, I know that's just a little bit of a soundbite, but yeah. that story right there from being as competitive as I know you to be. Yeah. Having somebody who's on your team as a leader and a yeah. you know, great leader on your team to do that and to cross the finish line together was more important than even one step ahead just to be like, ha you know, like I yeah. did it faster than you because you could have. Yeah, yeah. You chose not to. Yeah. And that's a, a great soundbite as well as far as a principle of your leadership that we're winning together. Yeah. That we're going to cross the finish line together. Yeah. Um, that we're not competing um, with the number one. I, I didn't even come here to try and compete with the, the number right. one runner here, the ultra marathon runner who's going to, you know. Yeah. Yeah. We're, just, we're not going to play that game. I'm right. going to. The game here is winning together. Yeah. You and me. Well, and, the, you know, if you there's more parallels to leadership, in my opinion, too, because if if we had both started at the same time and I didn't say, John, I'm going to run with you, there would have been a you know, a difference in where we were. And that gap would have increased over time. But like by running at the same pace the entire time, I was able to witness it. I was able to vicariously experience him yeah. doing that for the first time. And I think there's a lot of that same joy in leadership. Yeah. Like if you watch your people grow and succeed and achieve is like part of the joy of being a leader yeah. to watch someone from their first day and shepherding them to the point where they're leading themselves and they're, you know, they can exist without you being there. Yeah. Like you should take joy in that as a leader, like seeing totally. them like, man, they are crushing it. They did massive team of their own. I remember when I said, okay, let's make cold calls together. Yeah. And now it's like, they're a standalone unit. I mean, yeah. if you don't enjoy that, like you probably, probably shouldn't be in the seat. <laughs> like, I, yeah. Well, I, I think there's, there's so much richness in there of seeing, you know, we, we talk about, do people get it? Do they understand the job? Do yeah. they want to do the job? Yeah. And do they actually have the capacity and the ability to do it? And so you yeah. can understand it, want it and have the ability. And, um, you, that's another great thing I see in your realm and spheres of, of the people you're caring for and growing and developing is like, okay, who gets it? Do they yeah. understand it? I'm going to keep investing in that. So they understand what we're trying to do here. Yeah. Like figuring out that want it, you know, and if we need to tweak it for them or say, Hey, let's help you launch you into another thing, go yeah. and leave the company. You sure. Know? People leave and, yeah. uh, but allowing them to leave with, with dignity and do well at that. And then capacity, like, um, which one of those three would you say? So do people like investing in helping people understand, helping them grow in the want it yeah, or the capacity to do it? Which one would you find you say that like, that's where if you were going to yeah. teach a class on one of those three, which one would it be? Yeah. I mean, probably capacity to do it by a landslide. I think yeah. in, in some ways it, it's going to depend on the person because everybody has different capabilities. Yeah. Everybody has different levers that you can pull. There are different mm -hmm. things that are going to motivate different people. People are better or worse at different things, but you can motivate people to want to do something, but nothing is more motivating than people wanting to do it themselves. Yeah. And some of that motivating them to do it in the moment is very temporary. Yeah. Um, I think want it 
you cannot want something for somebody else. Yeah. You just absolutely can't. Like right. if I was a teacher class, I would be like, that's, that's the thing you can't do. So if yeah. that's not there, like just yep. move on. Yeah. But capacity to do it is so interesting because it's going to change if you do it right. Cause if you do it right, they're going to move into another seat, assuming they want it. Yeah. And then you get to go through that journey again and again yeah. and again through increasingly difficult iterations. Yeah. So I think how to teach people is, yeah, clubhouse leader by a country mile. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's good. That's good. Um, what are you seeing as we look forward together, the future yeah. where we've, we've known like explosive growth yes. um, as a company, yeah. kind of consistently about 50% every year, which you know, it's no small thing. Right. Um, and in tougher times, we had like the pandemic time where we were like yeah. all holding on for dear life, trying to yeah. keep everybody having a job. Yeah. And then the beginning of 2023, we had a bit of a similar season in the first quarter, which was like, oh my gosh, do we, you know, we're, we're holding on for dear life. When yeah. you look forward um, to the next few years, what are you most excited about? Yeah for you and the team and people you lead? Yeah, you know, I think like right now, I am excited about not looking past the remainder of this year yeah. and like using it to up level. Because yeah. there are seasons where you're going to grow outward and there are seasons in which you are going to grow upward. Yeah. And what I don't want is I don't want us looking back at 2023 as a lost year. Yeah. So I'm really excited on how did we get better now. Yeah. And then past that, I'm excited about seeing... Um, you know, my future leaders grow. Like yeah. I've got to see a little bit of it where I've seen people build out and create their own microcultures and teach and it's all different and they do it differently and it's been super exciting, but I think I have another crop of leaders behind them. Yeah. So as we look out at the next couple of years, assuming we're getting better now yeah. because you're going to need that to grow as quickly as you, as you can moving forward, then I'm excited to see people grow into their new roles um, and succeed. And I think that's, in incredibly exciting and growth is exciting to me totally seeing people grow in their responsibilities that's incredibly exciting and i think we have a lot of that ahead of us but right now it's well let's get let's get to the point where the the best possible versions yeah. of ourselves as we exit 2023 love it that's love what i like personal um when you look into remainder 23 and into 2024 what's a personal because you always got these personal goals you're going for yeah what, is, what does that look like for ben white so personally, right now, um, I am, yeah, crazy focused on like two things. Yeah. Okay. Um, so when I, I run and I run on a treadmill, I don't run outside. Even when it's beautiful, I run inside because I want to spend that time learning. Yeah. So I have a TV in front of me and I'm watching content where I can learn. Yeah. And it's on one of two things right now. It's on chess and I'm working to become a much better chess player. Yeah. And uh, it's on YouTube and it's growing my... YouTube. Ooh, tell us, tell about chess is fascinating, but talk about YouTube. <laughs> Super fascinating for like 2000 years. Like, I feel like, you know, yeah. we'll lose a lot of people <laughs> yeah. at this point. Like, I think we'll go ahead we and end the, the podcast the right now, but let's <laughs> talk about YouTube. Tell me yeah. about the social medias. So, um, yeah, a, a few years ago, like during the pandemic, I started, um, I started creating content for LinkedIn and yeah. I started creating videos and then enough people said, Hey Ben, can you just like have a YouTube channel so I could access this video in the future? So I started that, um, and it's it's all around teaching people how to interview yeah. for the most part yeah. and various other, and then some career stuff. But I've been growing that for two and a half years now. It mm -hmm. took me uh, like the first 10 months to get monetized, yeah. meaning you know I got 1,000 subscribers, 4,000 watch hours. 
Um, and you know, fast forward two and a half years from the start, and and now I've got about twenty two thousand subscribers every month. I've been ten thousand watch hours. So every single day, people are watching about three hundred and fifty hours of me talk about various things. Wow. Yeah. So that's, that's exciting. I'm very focused on that. I'm trying to. I've got some ambitious goals for the rest of the year. That's really cool. That's really yeah. cool. Um, wow. All right. And then professionally, uh, yeah. for you at Titus, what does the future look like for you? So I am trying to, I am really passionate about up-leveling our recruiters yeah. and doing a few things. There's a lot of things I'm passionate about. Yeah. I'm really passionate about speed yeah. right now. So speed is something that me and my team were working on. How do we maintain the level of quality we've established, but do it quicker? Yep. So how do we accelerate that? But also, how do we how do we build relationships with our candidates, our really great candidates yeah. who invest a ton of time with us so that when we're done and if they yeah. don't get the job, they want to work with us yeah. and they go, hey, I know I didn't get that job, but I am hiring for my team and I would be crazy to not use you yeah. to, to move forward and build my team. Great. And that's what I'm super passionate about right now. Right. Yeah. Well, Lead the charge, man. Yeah. Um, as always, you know, you just do a great job of uh, serving well and leading with vision and passion and uh, showing people where you're taking them. Um, so I am really thankful for you on our team and proud to have you here. You make us better for sure. And you've got a great team of people following you and uh, lots of wisdom there. And how do people find your YouTube channel? Yeah. If you just search Ben Talks Talent, it's, it's, it's right there. There you go. Ben Talks Talent yeah. on YouTube. There you go. Cool, man. Have a great right. rest of your day. Thanks. You too.